Hello and welcome to the next in our series of Scottish Premiership Season Preview Podcast on Energy Sport. Today we take a look at how St Mirren are shaping up ahead of the new season. After successfully avoiding relegation in Jim Goodwin's first season in charge, is it a case of just avoiding the drop or can the buddies set their sights higher this campaign? I'm Sean McGill and I'm joined by Div, founder of Pie and Bovril, Scottish Football's leading fans forum, to discuss all this and more. So thank you very much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks for having me on. No bother at all. So I guess a good place to start is just, I'm sure most Scottish football fans have heard of Pie and Bottle, but anyone who hasn't, do you want to tell us um, how you came about to founding it and um, yeah, what, it's, what it sort of looks like these days? Yeah, so PMB uh, was created in 2003, believe it or not. Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. Um, and it was at that time on the internet, every club pretty much had some sort of forum, guest book, chat room type thing. Um, but there wasn't really much going around for fans of all teams to get involved. So there was a site called Scottish Football Online at that time, which was probably the pioneer of that. And um, those guys had a lot of technical problems because it was so popular, actually, and technology was wasn't what it is today and um, so they really struggled to to keep it going so we set up Pie and Bovril as a kind of you know if Scottish football online goes down then you know you're welcome to come across here and do your chatting and it kind of just grew from there and um, Scottish football online kind of died to death and we kind of took up took on all their traffic which was a shame for them but good for us and we've been kind of running ever since um, really started at that time um, it was mostly actually the old first division clubs who were, were, were on the site, so it was actually mostly Clyde at the time, Falkirk, St Mirren fans who really pretty much started it and got the snowball rolling and it just kind of took off from there. I'm, I'm, I've been really, really lucky. There's been a nucleus of really good people on the site that I've kept it going all, all these years and some really good moderators who have been around for a long, long time and who know the place inside out and who run it pretty much every day. It was, it's great, and um, we've managed to avoid being taken to court. So, um, yeah, it's all, <laughs> it's all going pretty good. well. Has it surprised you at all how its popularity has remained with the, the sort of advent of Twitter and social media and people discussing football online in that way? Yeah, I think uh, the social stuff definitely changed things for us. There's no doubt about that. But I think for, you know, for more lengthy discussions, obviously, P&B is still in the forum model still works pretty well um as i say we've got so many really good really clever funny posters on there that it's always worth a visit um it's not everybody's cup of tea it can be a little bit unforgiving at times but it's as i say there's some some really really good posters on it and yeah we've we've, we've probably done pretty well to survive i suppose because Things have changed so much, but um, but they still we still get four or five million hits a month. It's still pretty popular, um, and hopefully that will continue to be the case for foreseeable future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're unapologetic in your support of St Mirren. You don't hide away from that at all. <laughs> um, so let's discuss them. Um, obviously, it was Jim Goodwin's first season in charge last year. Sort of on the whole, how do you look back at, at last season? I think it was really, it's been really, really weird for us the last couple of seasons since we came back to the Premier League. The first season we got promoted, we lost Jack Ross in the middle of the summer. 
Um, so Alan Stubbs came in really late. And then last season, uh, we lost Oren Kearney quite late into the summer. And so Jim came in late on as well. So both summers that we've been back up, the club's been a little bit behind the curve in terms of recruitment and getting things sorted. And so I think, to be fair to Jim, he didn't have a lot of time last season to get players in. And although he recruited, as it turned out, pretty well, a lot of those players that we did get in in last summer took quite a while to settle in and get up to speed. But I think from a Simmons fan, a Simmons fan's point of view, we could all see the team getting better and better each week. And we finished the season pretty strong. I think I think we only lost two or three out of the last ten games. So we finished the season strong. The players were looking really well drilled, really well organised. Um, and the fans just love Jim anyway. So I think from that point of view, we're, we're in a really good place. Um, I think we've recruited well this summer. Uh, so far, we're still a little bit short in a couple of key areas. But we are. I think the squad's looking as good as it has. And, and as I said, this is the first proper whole summer we've had, albeit it's been more than a whole summer and it's been mm-hmm. like no other time we've ever known before. But it's the first proper run at a a close season of recruitment that we've had for three years. So hopefully it will stand us in good stead for the season ahead. And you mentioned Jim Goodwin, everyone loving him there. He's obviously a a club legend at St Mirren. Did you feel like he was the right appointment at the time? Were you confident that he would be the right man to at least stabilise the club for a while? Yeah, I think it's always difficult when when somebody like Jim comes in, as you see, a club legend then, you always worry that it's not going to be the same because he yeah. obviously was a player, first and foremost. Uh, the fans absolutely loved Jack Ross to bits, uh, obviously. Um, Oren Kearney, when he came in, we'll just not even mention Alan Stubbs, but when Oren Kearney came in, the fans did, you know, they took to him, he spoke well, and he kind of rebuilt that kind of real feel-good feeling that we had between mm-hmm. when Jack Ross was in charge. And, and then I think then Goody coming in was a natural one. He'd done so well at Alloa. He was being touted for other jobs. Um, it just seemed to be a no-brainer at the time, and you know everybody wanted them to come in, and and ha- has proved to be the right decision. I think you know to keep us up last season was was no mean feat, um, albeit you know the way the season ended was not the way anybody wanted. But to finish ninth was was really really good for us. Obviously, it was we were dicing with death a little bit if we'd lost that last game at home at Hearts. It'd have been us in their position, so it just kind of shows you how tight and fragile it was. But I think, um, yeah, I think that the fans are all pretty confident that Jim can can establish us in the Premiership. That's really, I think, what the, most of the fans are looking for. We just want to be a club who, you know, like St. Johnson, like Motherwell, like Kamarnock, who are there every year. And we don't want to go back down to the Championship. We don't want to be that yo-yo club that keeps going up and down, which is kind of where it's been over the last uh, few years. I'm interested to talk to you about um, Simran's style of play because I don't feel like they're quite characterised in the same sort of group as Livy and Aki's in that sort of really defensive and absorbing pressure type of way, but then they're not lauded for their football either. So how would you sort of describe uh, the way Simran have played on the good one? Yeah, I think that's probably a fair comment. I don't think we're kind of... One way or the other, I think Jim likes to get the ball down and likes the players to play and play kind of attacking football as much as possible. But 
the, the one thing you'll say about someone is we're, we're just really well organised. Every single player knows what his job is. Um, there's never any too much tweaking in terms of formation. You know, it it tends to go four four one one, maybe four four two. Um, it doesn't tend to really deviate too much from that. Um, you know, the fans. I, I, it's one thing I actually haven't heard many say is that we we don't play a, an attractive style of football. I think the fans tend to quite like the way that we play. Um, it's not what it was under Jack Ross, but then we're on a completely different level than we were when we, when Jack was in charge. You know, and I think we need to appreciate that we're playing against some really good players and good good teams. So you have to adapt sometimes. But at home, certainly we've we've always been fairly attacking uh, against everybody at home. Um, and I, th- I think that's where you, you, you get your bread and butter, you know, from the supporters in terms of their feedback as to how the team's playing away from home. You've got to adapt, you've got to be different, difficult to break down sometimes, and we have a little bit more stuff away from home. But at home, we've certainly played some, some reasonable stuff. Um, and hopefully this season we can kick on, because we do have, um, in my humble opinion, we do have some really good players there. And... In terms of the teams around them, Simran had a really good defensive record last year, but it was scoring goals that was the biggest problem. Um, it was the fewest goals in the league of all the teams. Why was that, do you think? What was missing that just stops Simran from scoring goals? I, I think, as I said at the start, I think, you know, Jonah Beaker came in with Junior Marais as a kind of probably our two uh, first-choice striking options, if you like. And they came in, both came in really late. In the summer, I think we struggled fitness-wise um, for quite a long time, and it was only really when Yakubiak came in in January that Obika seemed to just come alive, and he really did kick on and start scoring goals, and we, we started making more chances. And I think that that is, you know, my only fear about next season is that we are we don't have Yakubiak at the moment, although there's some talk he might come back. We need some sort of foil for Obika because I don't think. He can play up front on his own. I just don't think he's going to score enough goals. I think he needs needs a partner, needs somebody with him or playing off him. Uh, and and I think we definitely saw that as soon as he could be at came in. Then we started, we did start scoring more goals. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, we were good at the back, and it was certainly room for improvement going forward. That's for sure. And Simran are quite often sort of viewed as a collective. I feel like you said because they are so well organised, but. Who were the sort of standout players? Who do you think sort of flown under the radar and isn't getting enough um, attention from fans and media? Well, our best player last season was a goalkeeper. There's no, no doubt about that. And unfortunately, obviously, he's gone. Uh, Vakar yeah. is, in my opinion, was one of the best goalkeepers in that division last season and will be a real big asset for whoever picks him up. I think in terms of the rest of the team, the, the players that are there, you know, Conor McCarthy came in. Uh, from Ireland in January and did really well, looks really solid and I think he'll really benefit playing beside the likes of Joe Shaughnessy, uh, Richard Tate and, and by the looks of it, Marcus Fraser at the back. So I think we'll have quite an experienced back four um, with Connor being there. He's still quite young, but obviously looks a good player. I think like said, Ryan Flynn. Ryan Flynn moved to right back last season and was absolutely superb. Uh, unfortunately, he picked up a cruciate injury in kind of January, February time, missed it rest of the season but for a kind of elder statesman if you like in the team he's you know he's a really under underrated uh, cog in, in our team um, but yeah there's I think Abika obviously grabbed the headlines towards the end of the season because he scored a few goals big goals for us 
Um, and then you've got Cammy McPherson, who probably most people outside of St Mun won't have heard too much of, but Cammy was overwhelmingly voted a young player of the year last season, came into the middle of the park and really started to impose himself and boss himself into games. And he looks like he could be, you know, probably the next sellable product from our academy, if you like. He, he does look a, a right good prospect. You mentioned Hladke there. Just how big a loss is that? Because as you said, I think a, a lot of people would reckon that he was one of the top keepers in the division last year. And do you think they've done enough in replacing him with signing uh, Jack Anik in the window? Vaclav will be a massive loss, there's no doubt about that. You know, he's one of these goalkeepers that I couldn't actually tell you a single mistake that he made. You know, he just he just doesn't make doesn't ever seem to make mistakes. Short stopping was excellent. His command of his box was brilliant. He's marshaled his defence well. He's just unflappable goalkeeper. Um, an excellent penalty stopper as well. Um, just all round a great goalkeeper and he'll be a big miss. I think Alnwick looks as though he's, he's got a bit of pedigree about him and obviously this will be his first chance to really establish himself as a number one. He's come from a massive club at Rangers so they obviously saw something really good about him to bring him in in the first place. So I'm, I'm quite confident. Obviously I haven't seen a huge amount of him so it's hard to say but I think he looks he looks the part, and I think he was on loan at Blackpool last season, and their fans were a bit disappointed that they, they didn't sign him this season. So that was a good sign as well. And is there anyone else who's left St Mirren this season that you feel is going to be a really big loss and something that needs to be addressed over the window? Yeah, I, I think you could be accused of as the one. Obviously, he was only on loan, but I think losing him was a blow. Um, and I'm really hopeful that we might get him back because he has been freed, I believe, by Watford. But I think there'll be a few clubs in for him. Um, I, I absolutely loved Stephen McGinty bits. And I was really, really sorry to see him go the way that he did go because he kind of, obviously, he didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the fans and stuff like that. And he was a massive part of of everything that's happened at St Murn over the last few years. Um, so I think, based on all these, probably he's, best days in the Premiership is probably behind him a little bit but what a player he was and as I say just that's more an emotional thing really sad to see him go of the others you know I, I don't think there's a huge amount in there that I, I was too surprised by you know Lee Hodgson I thought I quite like Lee Hodgson because he was dead versatile decent enough player um, Danny Mullen was very popular with a lot of the fans but Again, is he good enough for the top flight? I think you could probably argue that that's probably not the case. So, yeah, I think Vaclav's the big one, the standout one there. But for me, you could be it would be a, a, a tremendous signing if we can hopefully get him back. And we've spoken about how good Simran were defensively last year. That seems to be um, likely to be the case again with the additions they've made. Joe Shaughnessy, Richard Tate, and obviously Marcus Fraser looks to be coming in as well. Does that really sort of stand you in good stead defensively for the upcoming campaign? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I, I say I think, and that you mentioned there, all have, all have loads of experience in the Premiership. They know it inside out. You know, Richard Tate will probably play left back, I expect, and um, Fraser will play right back, and Shaughnessy and McCarthy will play in the middle. Jack Baird is another centre half. We have uh, there. He apparently played really well at Morton on loan last season, and then. 
we might bring another one in or we might just rely on like Sam Foley who can who showed that he can move in and play centre-half if need be. Um, I'm not sure if any of the other boys that we've brought in this uh, summer can play there. Nathan, Nathan Sheridan, I don't really know a huge amount about. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's plenty of experience in that back four. Now, and I say along with Conor McCarthy, who for me looks a real good prospect. And I'm keen to focus on the football, but it's hard to ignore sort of the big uh, story coming out of St Mirren the last week or so, um, with initially seven positive uh, cases of coronavirus at the club that was then um, reduced to one. There were, uh, seemed to be false positives. What, what does this describe your feelings as a, as a Buddies fan over the past week or so? Because it must have been quite tumultuous. It was always a bit worried when you see the story coming out in the papers that, you know, with the seven people positive uh, COVID. And the first and foremost, you're hoping that if that's the case, that they're all asymptomatic and they're all going to be fine because obviously it's a disease that's killed thousands of people. So that's your first first and foremost. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that I know a lot of people at the clubs, but I spoke to people there and there was a feeling right from the start. I think that these were false positives, or certainly most of them were going to be false positives, just because of think of the way, I don't really know the ins and outs, of it, the way the tests were done and the way that the results came back and stuff. I, just, I think it seemed a bit improbable that you could have seven backroom coaches all with the virus and yet no players, um, albeit they will all be social distancing and what have you, but at the end of the day, they're all still on the training pitch or whatever every single day. It just seemed unlikely. Um, and so it has proven to be, and I think it's, I think it's Lee Sharp that's actually had been tested positive for COVID, but he's completely asymptomatic and absolutely fine. So from that point of view, it all seems to have blown over, uh, which is great news. Um, I think we missed out on one pre-season friendly against St. Johnson. It probably disrupted training for two or three days, but hopefully everybody's back and fit and ready to go for Saturday now. Was Obviously, like you said, the first and foremost concern has to be with um, the health of the people involved. But do you feel like with the rearranging of um, friendlies, as you said, and that one being cancelled against St Johnston, do you feel like it could hinder preparations at all and sort of get, put you on the back foot for the start of the new season? I, I think it may, but I also think, you know, at the end of the day, all the teams have been playing these bounce games. And I don't think any bounce game is going to prepare you for exactly what what Saturday's going to be like. It's going to be really different for everybody, but it's at the end of the day, these are now competitive games and it's going to be completely different. A friendly is a friendly and at the best at the best time. So it's going to be different uh, on Saturday. And I'm sure the players will be well up for it. You know, they've not played a game, proper competitive game for five months. Um, they'll be absolutely buzzing to get out in the pitch and get on with it and I don't imagine we'll be too far behind anybody else I think even like St Johnson because they missed our game I think they've only played a couple of bounce games Livingston probably about the same so I don't think any of them will be miles ahead of anybody else really in terms of match fitness and preparation I think all the teams will be much the same The other story to sort of pick up real media attention this summer in terms of St Mirren were um, Tony Fitzpatrick's comments a few weeks ago about the club's ambitions for the new season. Uh, how did you feel about that? Was it just a case of a chairman showing ambition or has it done what some people have said and maybe put some unnecessary pressure on the players? Nah, I think anybody connected with St Man 
knows Tony really well and knows that Tony just lives in St. Mum and so yeah, sometimes gets a lot of time he gets a little bit carried away in terms of where we where we are and things, but he's got a really infectious enthusiasm and you can't help but like him and I don't think anybody at St. Mum would uh, treat his comments other than a positive. You know, the manager wouldn't be feeling under any more pressure because Tony expecting us to finish top six. He says that every year. <laughs> so it's it's just what Tony is. It's just he's got an amazing outlook on life. He's a really interesting guy. He's been touched by real tragedies in his life and he's got an amazing outlook on things that is it's just a little bit different than what you'd say normal people maybe are. And I think part of the Scottish psyche is always to be a little bit negative. And Tony's entirely the opposite. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. As I don't think anybody, anybody at the club has anything but ultimate respect for Tony and everything he's been through in his life and everything he's done for St. Martin. So I, 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 I had a bit of a laugh at that. I think it's quite funny that everybody gets the wee knickers and a twist when Tony says we're going to finish top six. But... I don't, I don't know. It does just take everyone and have a pinch of Tony Salt and just say that's just, that's just the way he is. Do you think it's maybe a, a case of a bit of snobbery from the media and other fans that this has been laughed at? That if a similar chairman says that um, he expects clubs to be in the top six, that that's sort of laughed at and derided? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not telling me that we're not a massively uh, small club in the big scheme of things in Scotland. You know, we're, we're certainly of similar size to teams who have finished top six over the last few seasons. You know, Motherwell, St. Johnson, Kilmarnock, Inverness, Ross County, I think, even made it in uh, one year, Livingston last season. You know, there's, there's no doubt, of course, we understand that we're not one of the six biggest clubs in that division, but that's not to say that you can't have a good season and finish in the top six. Um, I heard Alan Stubbs going on about, you know, you've got to give teams a top six budget to finish top six. I'm not necessarily sure that is the case. There's, I don't think there's a huge amount to choose between seven or eight of the teams in the division. You know, you're going to have Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs, probably Motherwell even, are going to more or less take up those five of those top six spaces. But the rest of the spaces, I think, are up for grabs. And if a season, a team has a good season, it's a little bit fortunate with injuries and what have you, why not? Why can't we push on and maybe finish top six? I'm, I don't think anybody would predict that we will finish top six other than Tony, but I don't see why why we shouldn't at least aim for it, that's for sure. You said earlier on that um, Tony Fitzpatrick lives and breathes St Mirren. How comforting is that as a fan? Because in modern football, often you sort of don't really know the intentions of your, your owner or your, the people in the at the top of the club, you don't know if it's just a, a money-making scheme. So to know that somebody is properly invested in the football club you support must um, be a good feeling for St Mirren fans. Well, yeah, that's what Tony's our chief executive. Uh, Sorry. And, but, yeah, but he is on the board. And Gordon Scott um, is still our chairman, who's right. also Sorry. a St Mirren fan. That's OK. And, then, and so the rest of the board members, we now have two... Uh, supporters trust members on there because St Mun fans are quite far down the line now towards uh, buying the club. We've only got another, I think, another year to go, uh, and then we'll we'll have the majority ownership of the club will be in the hands of the of uh, Smizer, the St Mun Independent Supporters Association. So we've been working on that for the last four or five years, I think. Um, so that's coming to fruition, and the club will be fan owned. So from that point of view, we are in a good place, probably 
very similar to the likes of where Motherwell are in terms of, you know, they, they just seem to be a club that's well run and engaged with the fans. And, and I think that one are trying to emulate that and where we're getting there. You know, definitely there's a good feeling in, at the club um, at the moment. I would say the fans, the board, the players towards the end of last season was a real good buzz about the place again, which is exactly what happened in the season that uh, these couple of seasons that Jack was there. So it feels pretty good again. We'll wait and see. Obviously, things in the park uh, could quickly change how things are feeling. But I think off the park, we are probably in as good a place as we've been. You mentioned um, Alan Stubbs making some comments earlier on. He said uh, after uh, Tony Fitzpatrick's comments that he felt there was never a recruitment structure really in place. And it might be, like you said, that uh, these were happening late in the window. Did you ever get the impression that that was the case, that they were really struggling in terms of recruitment? And if so, do you feel that that sort of changed now? Do you have improved upon that? Well, it did change a hundred percent. It changed, and, and the reason it changed, you know, Alan Subs is, is is probably well, he is right. You know, there wasn't a, a formal recruitment structure in place when he was in charge of the club, and the reason there now is a formal recruitment structure is because he made such a mess of it. You know, he he brought in some quite incredible players, um, incredibly bad players. I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen recruitment as poor as his was. Um, you know, we signed a guy, Josh Heaton, we signed on a three-year contract. We paid 80 grand for him, which for us is a lot of money. And he said he was going to build his team around him and then never played him. Um, I don't think he's ever started a league game. And he ended up, he's, I think he's now, I don't even know if he's playing non-league anymore. I think he might even have chucked it. You know, he's only a young boy. It was an absolutely disastrous signing. Um, and I could go on, you know, I don't think he made a single signing other than a couple of that came in on loan um, that wasn't an absolute disaster. So as soon as Stubbs left, um, when we brought in Oren Kearney, we also brought in Gus McPherson as director of football. So Gus is in charge of player identification, let's call it that, player identification. And, and it's all got a data-driven model at one now. I'm sure most clubs use his Y scout and he's this and the next thing, but he does go and see a lot of players and he kind of looks at data and blah, 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 and then he recommends players to Jim and then Jim goes to look at them. And so there is a process in place. And I think you know, without you know beating our own drum, the recruitment someone I've done in the last couple of seasons has been really, really good compared to previous uh, campaigns where it was always a bit hit and miss. We've, you know, like Saladki was a complete diamond uh, brought in from um, Slovakia. Um, so, you know, things like that. We're not just looking in the UK either. We've brought in players from all over and it's worked, um, you know. And and now what you're seeing is a lot more settled recruitment where it's not last minute. We are bringing players in two-year contracts um, and actually trying to make sure we've got a settled squad the next summer that we only need to buy three or four in rather than eight, nine, ten, which is what we have been doing, which is kind of unsustainable for a club our size, and especially when you're trying to do it in January as well, which is we've had to do that a couple of times. So before I let you go, we've been asking all of our guests for their prediction ahead of the new season. So uh, what's your gut feeling? Do you think St Mirren have done enough in the window and in their preparations to stay up this season? I think we'll stay up, yeah. I, I do. I think we, we look stronger than... A couple of teams in the division, I would say, on paper. Um, not always quite as simple as that, but if we can get another striker in, um, 
I think we can finish. We could definitely finish seventh or eighth. Um, we could we could finish a little bit higher if other teams have a nightmare season, and we have a good one. You know, we could edge into that top six. Who knows? I'm I'm taking the Tony positive pills there, but <laughs> yeah. I definitely. Uh, I, I, I always go into a season. I never go into a season. Sorry, thinking we're going to get relegated. Um, I don't think anybody should ever have that feeling. Um, but this season, I'm quietly confident. Let's just quietly confident that will be very hard to beat this season and I also think we'll probably score a few more goals and you know hopefully we'll kick on a little bit and, and start pushing up and, and become that kind of established premiership team that, that we really want to be. Well thank you very much for coming on. Just before you do head do you want to let people know where they can find Pine Bovril online and social media and stuff like that so if they do want to get involved they can? Of course, yes. So Pine Bovril uh, forum is at pineandbovril.com. Um, we're also active on Twitter at pineandbov. Um, and you, yeah, you'll find us in both those those places. Uh, we did have a mobile app, but that's been pulled uh, just now. We're working on a new one, so that'll be coming out on Google and uh, Apple soon. And that's just another way of connecting to the forum. But yeah, just bring up the forum on your on your phone and uh, or just yeah, you know, desktop and get involved. Perfect. Well, as I said, thank you very much for coming on. And, no worries. Uh, we'll see if St Mirren get that top six finish. Excellent. Good one. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No bother at all. So thank you for listening to this season preview podcast from Energy Sport. There'll be more to come the rest of the week as we gear up for the new season ahead. So don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at ENRG Sport or online energysport.net. Thanks again for listening and we hope to see you again soon. Cheers.